Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a special episode of From the Margins. Special in the sense that it is just me, Connor Renfrew. Violet can't join me, which is why the channel is on an indefinite hiatus at the moment. I just wanted to come back and give some thoughts on present circumstances that really don't fit the framework of Renfair. So tonight I want to talk about what is up with all of these fireworks. <sighs> if you're not familiar, there are fireworks going off every night in New York City and also in other major cities like Boston. Recently they've gotten to the point where they're intolerable and I wanted to do a little investigation into that and have a quick discussion on my findings. I first noticed these fireworks happening a couple of weeks ago around the time New York City began the first phase of its reopening and the curfew that we had been under was lifted. At the time I assumed that they were connected to the protests. Black Lives Matter protests that were inspired by the recent unlawful deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and many others at the hands of police. Now, we at From the Margins, of course, stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. In fact, Violet has even marched with protesters in Denver, Colorado, and helped distribute resources on the ground. A big political goal in these recent protests is the abolition of the police system, which I personally am in favor of. Now, I can't speak for Violet. Um, all opinions and views expressed in this episode are purely my own. If abolition is too extreme for the tepid liberal government, then defunding the police is also a good measure. Take money out of the police budget and redistribute it to other community funds that would actually erase the need for crime in the first place. The police are not great. Those are my stances on the subject. Uh, I just wanted to establish that background because it'll be brought up again in our discussion of these fireworks. So like I said, I first thought the fireworks were part of the protest movement, um, especially at the time I first noticed them, I thought, you know, maybe we're celebrating a victory or some kind of declaration that we're here. Um, at the very beginning, there were only like one or two rockets a night. Um, they were going off from what I could tell in kind of like the midtown area of Manhattan. I wasn't bothered. I wasn't even paying attention to them. I wasn't critically thinking about them. But then it just kept getting worse. The amount of fireworks each night began to increase and the variety of the fireworks and their proximity to me. You know, I've been on the rooftop of my building several nights and people have been setting fireworks off in the alley behind my building or next to my building or on my street. And because I'm on the top of a building, these fireworks are detonating, they're exploding at my eye level. Now, I'm not saying they're like directly next to me. I'm not in any danger, but it's quite alarming to be like on the same physical plane as an explosion. You know, fireworks are supposed to be like high up in the sky where you can marvel at them from a distance, not like right in front of you. <sighs> and these fireworks last all night long. <laughs> like just last night at time of recording, I was up until three in the morning with a pillow over my head, wishing it would just end. I've tried to look into the matter, uh, find a explanation for why these fireworks are happening and I cannot find one. 
what I did find was a news story about the increased calls in to complain about the fireworks. Now, in the first two weeks of June, there have been 849 complaints. This time last year, there were 21 in the same time span. I let the journalists do the math for me, and that is a 4,000% increase. So the same news story and a couple of tweets I found blamed this increase of complaints on gentrification. Uh, Apparently a bunch of white transplants aren't used to the way New Yorkers celebrate summer and they're clamoring to the police. Now I could understand how that would account for the 21 complaint calls last year and how it has been tending to trend upward like an average of three more calls each year, but that can't be the only reason this time around. I've lived in this city for three years now, and I've never dealt with fireworks like this. (laughs) Okay, three years doesn't exactly make me an authority on New York culture and our connection to fireworks, but my roommate, who has lived in this same apartment for 24 years now, confirms that he's never experienced anything like this. Most tweets I found on the subject confirm that this is a phenomenon of 2020. I do want to say that it's kind of funny (laughs) that the story would blame the complaint calls on the complainers themselves. Like, yes, gentrification is a problem. We have a ton of Karens moving into historically marginalized neighborhoods because the rent is originally cheap, but then they try to clean up, quote, their neighborhoods by driving the residents out with over-policing and rent increases. It's a huge issue. For context, I live in the Hamilton Heights neighborhood. It's more of a mini-neighborhood, kind of where Harlem turns into Washington Heights up in Upper Manhattan. My neighborhood really is gentrifying. There's no getting around that. We have a lot of Latinx and Black families, longtime historic residents of the community, but we also have a lot of white and Asian singles, and these are almost always college students. In the vicinity, we have City College, Columbia University, several other smaller schools, and the students like to come and live in Upper Manhattan, where the rent is a little cheaper, but they have access to the subway stations that can speed them right up to their universities. I looked at a map of the complaint zones and my neighborhood is the second reddest. Starts off white and then it gradually gets more and more red the more complaints you have. My zone is the second reddest and Flatbush is the worst. Now my friend who lives in Flatbush described that neighborhood as rapidly gentrifying. So, right, there does seem to be a correlation between gentrification and complaining about fireworks. But like I already said, this is more than just more white people living in neighborhoods of color. It's a 4,000% increase, and we already have anecdotal evidence telling us that the fireworks this time around are much worse than they have been in the past. So let's think about possible causes for why this is happening. I first thought it was the protests. I thought it was connected to the protest movement. The timing seemed right, but the longer the fireworks carried on and the more I couldn't find anything about it on Twitter or the internet, you know, I began to question if the fireworks are at all connected to the protest movement at all. And if they were, it makes me curious, like, what is the praxis behind setting off fireworks in the first place? Um, You know, with every political theory you have, theory, the thought, 
behind it, what you want to accomplish, what you believe in, and you have praxis, which is the actual material steps you're taking to achieve those goals. You know, I thought I had a good understanding of the theory behind these protests, but I don't know how fireworks work into that framework as good praxis. It's just loud and annoying to my understanding. I've also had somebody suggest that maybe they were connected to Pride Month, and the recent Supreme Court ruling that LGBT people have the same protections as other marginalized groups. Pretty sure that's not the case. (laughs) Other news stories have suggested that maybe this is a response to COVID. Um, The fireworks did begin with the phase one reopening, and people who have been shut up in their houses all spring are cutting loose They're cutting loose, they're having some kind of catharsis, they want to have fun and shoot off fireworks and kind of excise all of that anxiety that they've developed from being trapped indoors. That's possible. I could also see how it's like the first fireworks started off two weeks ago kind of inconsequentially, but then more and more people jumped on the hype train And maybe you even have some groups trying to out-firework other groups, and it turns into this giant firework one-upmanship. But then I also have a little conspiracy theory that the NYPD themselves are setting off these fireworks (laughs) to basically get the gentrifiers back on their side say there is a reason we have police you know i've seen official city accounts on twitter saying for all firework complaints please dial 911 instead of 311 like don't report it to the city report it to the police and that seems a little bad considering what we are currently going through the fireworks have brought up some issues and the first issue is police escalation at the same time we're trying to critically examine the role policing has in the 21st century and in our communities we now have this problem where people are setting off fireworks causing massive noise pollution and bothering a bunch of people it almost seems like our only recourse is to call the police and get the police involved which is what we don't want to be doing we want to be phasing that out we also have concerns about veterans or other people with ptsd post-traumatic stress disorder who could possibly be triggered by these loud noises, these explosions. We have concerns of fire damage. Fireworks are illegal in New York City because of the cramped living conditions. And to just be setting off these pyrotechnics in alleyways and on busy streets, it is a cause for concern. Also, the litter that is left behind when a firework detonates and falls back onto the ground or into somebody's yard or on their rooftop, maybe even in their windows. I'm trying not to sound like somebody's like clutching their pearls. I'm trying to like give an even balanced discussion from all angles. I hope it's coming across that way. I also feel like the city is kind of being held hostage by these fireworks. I really do. It could just be people cutting loose, acting out, celebrating summer, celebrating finally reopening the city, or just venting all of their built-up anxieties from being trapped inside. 
it's kind of horrendous that these fireworks will go until 3 a.m. or even later by some reports. That's not a celebration anymore. That is kind of hostile. Like, people have to sleep. People have to wake up early. If the fireworks were only going off from sundown, even to midnight, like, I would give them until midnight, but, like, there has to be a line. There has to be a line. Come on, everybody. Where does... Where is the line? Please, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> we have... Think of the children. Think of the, the animals, the cats. The poor cats who are losing their minds and shedding all of their hair. And the poor dogs that are barking and shivering and running around in circles. No, I didn't mean to go on that tangent. Um, I do have a personal connection to this. Let's bring the podcast back to me. I personally hate fireworks. I used to love them when I was a child. You know, I was really into explosions and loud noises and fire. And I also really liked the Mulan movie. And that ends when she literally blows up the leader of the Huns on a firecracker. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was super neat. I liked the bright colors. But then I went to fourth grade and I had my earth science class and we learned all about, you know, global warming and the hole in the ozone layer and greenhouse gases. After that, you know, summer break happened and I went to a fireworks show and every time it ended, there was just this cloud of smog in the air. And I couldn't help but think that that smog is all about to go up into our atmosphere and irrevocably harm our ecosystem our ozone layer ever since then i've like hated fireworks suddenly they became a nuisance they became annoying they became like the symbol of like fear to me not really of celebration you know i have to admit i have a bit of a bias when it comes to this discussion (laughs) i don't like fireworks i wish they weren't going off all night right in my window you know maybe if they were going off in the park or far away in somebody else's neighborhood i wouldn't mind so much I also struggle with the leftovers of a particular moment in my history. I had a friend with a severe panic disorder, and I actually lived with her for a couple of months to help take care of her while she was finishing her degree. And one of her triggers was sudden loud noises. And I'm not going to get too into it, but a loud noise would occur, a bang or an explosion, and it would trigger her panic attack, which were more severe than your garden variety panic attacks. It was up to me to like take care of her and bring her back whenever those happened. An experience like that, you know, it wasn't nearly as traumatizing to me as it was to her, and I respect that, but it also left me with this like tangential PTSD, I guess. It's like, like I said earlier, it's hypervigilance. Like it created a response mechanism in me. When I hear or encounter something that I know would trigger my friend, it brings me back into like these survival instincts that I developed over the time. Um, I'm instantly jumping into action like, where is my friend? I need to protect her. And then of course, 
those feelings aren't necessary because I don't live with that friend anymore. I'm not responsible for taking care of her anymore. But those are the conditioned responses in me. Once that feeling subsides, the cortisol, the adrenaline, that doesn't go away. Like the stress does not go away just because I rationally know I don't have to fulfill that stimulus anymore. Or I'm not, whatever I'm being stimulated to do, I don't have to fulfill it anymore. But I still have that leftover stress from having it triggered in the first place. I carry that in me and that turns into a sense of hopelessness and a sense of irritation and anger. It leaves me deeply like angry and uncomfortable. And this isn't meant to like turn into a moral indictment of the fireworks. Like part of why I researched it was I wanted to understand why they were happening. I wanted a context for it. I wanted to be able to like, I wanted to put the fireworks in a framework that I could understand and that would rationalize and explain it for me and then that would help me accept it. That's how my brain works. Um, I know that's not real life, that's how my brain works though. If the fireworks were connected to the protest and I could understand the theory behind the, the praxis, then I would probably support it. Like, I don't blindly support things that I don't think are critically thought out. But for the most part, I can at least accept that they're happening. Like I said, I, tr I really tried to understand, like, how fireworks would be praxis in this case. But they don't seem to be. They don't seem to be connected to the protest movement as far as I know. Like, I really want the conspiracy theory about the police to be true so that I can have a valid reason to keep hating the fireworks. <laughs> That's on me, though. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you guys. So that's my hypervigilance. And then the weirdest connection I have is actually from my mom who grew up in Beirut, Lebanon at the height of the Lebanese Civil War. And she's shared stories about um, bombs going off every night and during the day, you know, their next door neighbors getting blown up and the apartment across the street being demolished and everybody in the family like sleeping together in the living room. And when they wake up, they go and they see like glass and debris in their bedrooms that would have killed them if they hadn't been in the living room. Stuff like that. And like that is nowhere near. <sighs> Like, the fireworks are nowhere near that bad, but those are just, like, the the, the connections my brain makes. Like, I even t joked about it on Twitter. I'm like, this must be how my mom felt. You know, partially humor, partially, like, these are the images that are being, like, invoked in my mind. I felt comfortable sharing that with you because I know, like, podcasting is such a safe space for me to express myself openly and honestly and not get attacked for these. Um, maybe it's good Violent isn't here. She can avoid getting, like, mocked. Um, maybe she can come in and do her own episode about why I'm stupid trash. <laughs> I don't really have a conclusion to this discussion. I just wanted to like share my rambling thoughts. I'm really trying to figure this out because I'm at my wit's end. <laughs> it's seeping into my dreams. I'm angry and tense all the time. My roommate that I mentioned earlier is dealing with this very strangely because on one hand, he's now recognizing just like how racist everything is. My roommate is a black man from an older generation. More, He's more of like a liberal background. Liberal in like the 
free market capitalist sense, not in like what the U.S. thinks liberal means. In fact, he would even like consider himself somewhat conservative. And, you know, I always tell him the two are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> but anyway, so he's more of like a moderate centrist type person. He's really reckoning now in the 21st century that racism is still around and white people at his workplace and in his friend circles that he's close to hold really negative views. And he's reckoning with that at the same time that he's calling 911 on fireworks that are happening. One night was really bad. Somebody put one of those like boxes, the kind that you like set, you um you light the fuse and you run away. And then the box just like starts shooting out rockets and sparklers. And it just goes on for like five minutes. Somebody put that at the intersection of Broadway and our street. So like we could see it. It was affecting our um, view and also the noise. We could hear it. My roommate did end up calling the police, even though I told him not to. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I don't know. I just had to get this off my chest. I had to think about it. I had to like express my feelings, I guess. So on a happier note, let's look to the future of From the Margins. Because of external influences that really aren't my place to talk about. Nothing bad, just changes in Violet's life. She hasn't been able to record, which is why I've picked up and started posting Renfair on the main channel just to keep our algorithm alive. But we're she's hoping to get settled in soon so we can resume creating content for our lovely listeners, all four of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, check us out. Check out our stuff on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Bullhorn, Radio Free Public. We're on more platforms than I know the names of. Um, our distributor puts us on anything we qualify for, and I don't really <laughs> pay that much attention to it. I hope that's not a bad thing. But yeah, we've got a nice little backlog of episodes. We're streaming in audio on pretty much every platform, I think. So if YouTube isn't your speed for podcasts, definitely find us somewhere else. If you're already listening, somewhere else just know we also have a youtube channel with more content than just audio we have exactly one video that <laughs> includes <laughs> visual elements but we're hoping to grow that that's what i can say now so many moving pieces but it's something to be excited about i hope you like us i hope you're subscribed and following feel free to comment tell us you like us do a little thumbs up thing we've never actually like plugged the channel in an episode before we are really bad at like marketing and self-promotion yeah so look forward to my upcoming series on Teen Wolf. I know you're all so excited to hear me talk about that on Rin Fair. Okay, talk to y'all next time. Love ya. Bye! Oh god, that sounds so sad without Violet harmonizing with me.